Hey, Threshold listeners, we are still here at COP26, and we're going to bring you another dispatch from the field here in just a moment. Before we dive in, though, I want to remind you that we're in the middle of our annual fundraiser, and so many of you have already donated, and we are so very grateful for your support. If you're motivated to help us do our on-the-ground, in-depth reporting about environmental issues, we would love to hear from you at thresholdpodcast.org donate. Everything that you contribute up to $1,000 before the end of the year will be doubled. We are truly depending on your support in order to be able to keep this show going. Thank you so much. Once again, it's thresholdpodcast.org slash donate. And here's another dispatch from the field. of tens of thousands of people gathering in Glasgow, Scotland last weekend to raise their voices for faster and more dramatic climate action. Um, I'm Amy Martin, and I'm here with my colleagues Nick Mott. Hello. Who you already know, and with someone you don't know yet, but you're going to get to know in season four of Threshold. This is Shalala Wall. Hi, Shalala. Hello, everyone. It's nice to be here, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you from, and what are you working on for Threshold? I'm from Lagos, Nigeria. I just got in on Sunday. And here I'm gathering tape. Um, And especially I'm looking at women who are leading climate action here at COP. But I did miss a lot um, last week because I I wasn't here last week. Um, And I was wondering what, what it was like for you guys, especially the big protests. Yeah, the protests that happened, there was one that happened on Friday and one that happened on Saturday. Nick, what were some of your impressions? The biggest thing that stood out to me, I think, was the way in which a lot of activists were forefronting voices from the Global South, indigenous people, youth voices, and there was just very conscious room made for for all of those groups at the very front of the line and trying to get people heard who traditionally don't have access to these types of more elite and privileged spaces. Wow, that's that's great, Nick. Um, but what have you guys been hearing? What's What's been the most fascinating thing that you've been hearing from people here? Well, uh, I ended up talking to quite a few protesters as I marched along, and um, there were a whole range of people there, but I would say, honestly, their answers were um, quite similar to the questions of why are you here. Um, People are very uh, fed up with the pace of change around climate. Um, One person who really stands out for me was a young woman named Shannon. She's in her early 20s. I asked her what she thought was happening inside the Blue Zone, where we are now, and she said she thought it was just a fancy meeting. We have conferences like this every so often and we have parliaments and we have politicians but they don't do what they're voted in to do. They're full of promises and they don't do it. So the leadership comes from the people on the ground. So I think you're not going to see real change until you bring that inside. And there were some big names at the protest, right? I mean, I've seen Vanessa Nakate from Uganda and I've also seen that Greta from Sweden was there. What, What happened there? Yeah, it was interesting. I happened to be standing right next to the spot where Greta got kind of fed into the protest and she kind of hid in the the midst of um, other activists for the bulk of the march. But she did speak at the end. She gave a, a, a powerful speech. And afterwards, though, I asked people, you know, what did you think? And um, I think this one woman, I didn't catch her name, but she had a really interesting response when I said, what did you think of Greta's speech? I think it wasn't about her this march. 
I think she made it clear as well. She did amazing, everyone did amazing, but there was like so many other voices that I thought they were like so so powerful. There was like something equal for everyone. So this is all about like equality. Before I got here, some of the um, like pictures I've been seeing were from the big protests, but here, even just yesterday and today, I've seen protests even inside like the, the cop building that we are right now. What's been your experience with protests inside here? Yeah, I mean, you can't escape the activism. Like, I was on the bus this morning and saw a guy riding his bike with like a bongo dangling from it, presumably on the way to some kind of demonstration. <laughs> or um, bongo practice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, so you, when you walk in the gates here, there's always demonstrators, um, often different ones every day, sometimes the same ones. You get to know some of the same faces there, um, trying to advocate for country-specific causes, for global causes, for, for anything. And, you know, inside the Blue Zone, too, there's also demonstrations. Uh, so you, there's activism everywhere you look here. Right. And a lot of those activists, as we know, are young people. But they're also inside here, not protesting, but doing something different. That's exactly right. And that's a super important point. Like, not all young voices are out there saying that COP doesn't work. There's a lot of people here saying, you know, we need to be working through COP and mechanisms like it to avoid the worst impacts of climate change and make meaningful difference in the world. So one person I talked with was Veena Balakrishnan. She's from India and she's a university student. She's here with a youth group called Youngo and it's her first COP. She actually told me she's feeling kind of hopeful so far. We believe in the system and we do believe as a world that this has to make change and it is designed to make change. I think what is really missing is the courage to do the right thing right now. And a lot of folks I talked with also said it's not like either or. It's not like you can be an activist or work within the system at the conference. Like a lot of folks are also doing both. Like so folks will be at the big protests outside and they'll come in and, and work to influence negotiations and the outcomes here within the walls of this giant airport terminal cop building. <laughs> yeah, and you know, speaking of the airport terminal, it's one of the things that's hard about COP, I would say, is that it's a fairly humorless and sort of soulless environment. I mean, it's very, very, very businesslike. And so one of the things that was nice about being out in the protests is there were some moments of music and, and just emotion. Um, I didn't catch the name of this young person, but I know it was part of a group, a delegation from Latin America who came up to try to share pieces of their indigenous cultures and their, their demands for change with the crowd. And there was just this moment when this crowd of many thousands of people fell totally silent while this very, very small person sang this beautiful little melody. So I thought maybe we would just end this with, with her voice. So here it is. Jungle, jungle, jungle. <laughs> 